Hey everybody! Uh, welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm Matt. I'm I'm the host of this podcast that that we are doing. Yeah. You don't sound you don't sound very sure of that, Matt. I wasn't for a second. I had that weird deja vu, but it's not deja vu. It's the jamas jamas vu. Yeah, never never before. And I was just like, wait, what am I doing? Who am I? What is this? Oh, it's a, <laughs> it's a podcast, and I do it every week, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been. An interesting past couple of weeks, and I'm sure the next few will be equally interesting. Uh, we're going to start off. We, we've got a little site business to handle. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to Liz to talk about what we're doing there. And, and in, I'd really like to employ you all to listen because this is kind of important for the future of the site. So, uh, Liz? Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, so you may have heard last week, I know a lot of you have heard, that uh, we are having a little bit of trouble as a site because we had this big ad shortfall. Our ad provider uh, left us and we were dealing with uh, just some ads that paid very terribly. And we had, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of a budget crisis going on there. And that's continuing, but we've asked people for their Patreon support. And we ourselves have been working on improving our ads on the site. And things have been going super well. Uh, I have to thank everyone, everyone who has subscribed on Patreon. You, you, I, I don't even have words. It, I, I mean, you know, a, a week ago, I was not sure how we were going to do this. I was really not sure if we would be able to keep doing this or if it would be you know, a site that was like two posts a day and a podcast, because I know the three of us, I think the three of us really love doing the podcast. But uh, yeah, that's where I was a couple weeks ago. I was just, I don't, I don't know how we're going to do this. Because we were bringing in about, uh, you know, around $3,000 on Patreon. And we were bringing in a really pathetic amount of money from advertising. And it just wasn't enough to pay all of our writers for what we were trying to do. Especially, you know, when BlizzCon came around, it was like, okay, we're going to do everything we can at BlizzCon and see how it works out. And it just, it, it, it was not. Um, but thanks to your kind support, the people who have upped their subscriptions, the people who have come and subscribed for the first time, we are currently making $4,324 a month, which is amazing. That's amazing, guys. That's so amazing. <laughs> And uh, our goal is to get fi about 5,000 on Patreon. And in with that, combined with kind of improving our ads on the site, improving our ad revenue, that should stabilize us and let us go back to kind of where we were, you know, doing, you know, six posts a day and uh, more. I really would like to do more off-topic content. That's, that's, that's a side point. Um, but yes, thank you. Thank you for your support. We are currently, we've got some really good signs on advertising. We've just got a new advertising provider set up uh, today as we're recording this. So if you're listening to this in the present or in the future, we have a new advertising provider. Uh, how that works is that they're kind of, the advertising provider is kind of experimenting with, you know, positioning on the site and where things go, what type of ads and at how many ads work well on the site. So that's, that's in progress. And uh, if you see anything weird, if you see a specifically autoplay ads that play audio, let us know about it because we don't, we don't want a bad experience. But at the same time, we do, you know, ads help support the site. Video ads pay really well, but we don't want ads that are 
annoying, ads that get in the way of reading, ads that are loud, things like that. We we don't want that. But that's some very positive signs there. We've just gotten set up with a podcast advertising network. So we're going to start. I'm not sure when we're going to start doing uh, some advertising on the podcast. Yeah, it should be relatively soon, which means that if you are listening to this as a recording and not on the uh, live show or not in the unedited version that we release on Patreon early, uh, you will notice that they will start creeping in. We're going to make sure that we place them as carefully as we can. Uh, and mm-hmm. we're working on getting ones that are, are relevant to uh, our user, our listeners' interests. Um, but if you do not want to have any ads uh, at all, it is a good time to consider subscribing to our Patreon uh, because then you do get the ads-free experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so things are looking really good. Lots of positive signs. Um, for now, the site is continuing to operate on a limited budget because, you know, okay, all of these changes are happening right now, and that's great. That's amazing. But, you know, it's going to take a little while for to see how it impacts the site, particularly with advertising, because you don't, it's it's not like they just say, okay, we're going to pay you this much a month, mm-hmm. this month, ah, words. You need to find out, you know, how does it shake out? How do these ads shake out? What? part of you know how much can they fund the site so it's it's probably you y'all read the site so you've probably noticed that uh some days we're just doing like two posts a day um right now we have a maximum post count of four posts a day if those are short posts and so yeah it's pretty limited but uh we're gonna be keeping on that level for a little while while we see how this shakes out at least so you can expect to see less written content for a couple of months, probably while we see how this goes. The other thing for those of you interested in business, this business talk, the other thing is that advertising revenue just in general is usually really good in November and December. Everyone's trying to sell you stuff for the holidays and uh, it's usually pretty low in January, February, mm-hmm. kind of the fallout from the holidays. So we don't want to make the mistake where we go in and are like, wow, we're making all this advertising money. We can start doing all of this content and scale up, you know, too fast and then find out, oh, no, in January, we're not making a lot less money and we need to go back down. So you can't expect us to continue at a sort of reduced posting level for now. And uh, we're going to see how we shake out. These are super, super positive signs. I am so grateful. Everyone at the site is so grateful for your support helping us out. It truly is what allows the site to exist. Thank you so much. I wasn't sure you were done. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Also, my throat's getting to me. I just found out that this pet I have allows me to do transmog. (laughs) Um, I'm just like, what? Like, Ah. I can do transmog on this pet. When the heck did that happen? That's like, thank you for your support. By the way, here's a new outfit. Yeah, basically (laughs) fashion watch. The real reason everybody's here. I haven't actually been playing wow that much lately. So I'm coming back in now because you know, it's the big finale and all that. And I'm like, you know, I have a transmog pet. When the heck did that happen? Where did I get this pet? I honestly don't know. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of stuff to be happy about. Uh, the, the part where you guys help support us so we don't die, that's great too. Um, I want to make sure you know that. I feel that that is also a good thing. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just the way you said it. Oh, I know. I did it on purpose. I'm, I'm aware of what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, 
Joe, are are you going to try and read the uh, names of the new supporters? And by the way, if you're returning, no, if you're we are we up their pledge. You know, don't worry about that. Yeah, we we're not going to do that on the live show or the 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 live recording. However, uh, there will be uh, either inserted here or towards the end of the podcast, we're going to do a full reading of everybody who has uh, joined us and has helped us by becoming a member of our Patreon. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing that individually because there are too many of you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we, we appreciate you giving show way more work than he can handle. <laughs> appreciate it. Yep. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you to our new Patreon subscribers. And apologies for any mispronunciations. Simon Valerius Rondeau, Peter Lakatos, Michael Kumar, Matthew Gordon, Cy Wentham, Hammer of Thor 84, Jason Emery, AJ, Azure Loon, Mark, Ryan Halls, James Heibegger, Broxar, Thomas Ian, Pixeled, Zach Goodall, Barbara. Brethrick, Steve Garage, Bear Wilson, David Brown, Thomas McDonnell, Lee Bisset, Liana Linwood, James Polito, Ta Demons, Errant Soup, Xantar, hopefully no relation to Xanatar, Shinblam, Malin, Snafov, Ledsama, Theral, Kyle Tasker, Gruesome, but what's not gruesome is joining our Patreon, thank you very much, Bradley Welch Harley, Bing Zhao, Robert Gogler, Joel, Jansen Thomas, Simon Clark, Paul Frost. Thank you for joining, Frost. It's very cool of you. Stephen Hawking. Well, I guess that means we have the approval of the universe. Tracy Jones, RK, Lauren Gobert, Pro Tomkis, Jeff Bailey, Cideriel, JR, Vilpana, Altionis, Jody Blackmore, Ben Calise, Joe Uhl, Veku, Deidre McClure, Rari Metheringham, Jonathan Huang, Terry Ryder, Daniel Andrade Group, Gloria Ann Ine, Ghost Badger. Is that like a ghost pirate, but a badger? Chaliel, thank you very much.
there's there's one more thing I have I do want to add. Not uh, quite businessy, but uh, I'm trying to make sure that everyone can easily follow the site. I know that's part of the problem. Social media has gotten kind of fragmented. We have fans here, fans there, and it's just it's hard to keep up with stuff. It's hard. Uh, so if you are on Blue Sky, we are Blizzard Watch on Blue Sky. If you are on Mastodon, we are Blizzard Watch at GamePad.club. So you can feel free to follow us there. Uh, we are posting a little less there than we are on Twitter or Facebook because uh, I don't have a tool that automatically posts things on there. So I, I have to go in and like type things manually. It's, it's all like manual now. Age. Yeah, like we're But that just means you're getting handcrafted artisanal social media <laughs> if you subscribe <laughs> on on blue sky or mastodon i love that i, I, I love that it. I, I love that so much i i i craft these messages myself manually um so yes if you if you are off the twitter thing uh not doing the facebook thing i can understand that we are on blue sky and mastodon blue sky blizzard watch Mastodon Blizzard Watch at GamePad.club. Feel free to follow us, like, subscribe. Yeah, you get you get what I'm saying. You understand. Uh, so yeah, I, also, I hope, yes, I look, hope. look for us on those various social media platforms. Um, or, you know, hey, just come to the site, too. I mean, you can go to uh, BlizzardWatch.com. But if you don't, for that matter, if the one thing I, w- I wanted to mention briefly before we then do actually talk about other stuff, if you if you know people who used to read this the stuff we wrote on another site feel free to point them to us because some we still get emails from people telling us you know oh i didn't know you guys were doing this <laughs> it's like um we started this seven years ago but it's not really your fault because the previous place wouldn't let us tell anyone it's, where we were going so was, a lot of people didn't know i feel so. like the i feel like the old guy being t- thrown into the cart and the mighty python and the holy grail and you know no, i'm not dead yet like, yeah, very much. <laughs> it was. I do need to jump in there and say it was eight years ago, and it's oh, going to yeah. be nine years in February. It's still the best birthday gift I ever got. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna at this point try and actually talk about some stuff. Like uh, the, the first thing we're gonna talk about is actually the world first race um, in the defend. Oh, was it Defenders of the Dream or Champions of the Dream? Defenders of the, the Dream. Thank you. Uh, the Defenders of the Dream. Um, Patch 10.2 has a new raid, Amir Drasil, uh, and Amir Drasil's got its world first race going. And I know Liz pays a lot of attention to world first stuff. I don't pay as much attention. Uh, I think the other Edmontonian, Corey, tends to write up our, fir- our world first posts. Mm, it's true. It's true. But I am curious about it. So I'm going to throw it to Liz for a bit and say, hey, Liz, what can you tell us about the world first race up to this point? Uh, well, I, I can tell you it's been a little boring, but it's starting to heat up. The thing is, Blizzard has just, the last two raid tiers, has released Heroic and Mythic at the same time. They used to release Mythic a week later. And what this means is that we tune in for the World First Race and we watch them do like 50 Heroic splits trying to get gear. And they do that for days, days. And it's, you know... So it's like you hype up the beginning of World First, and then you have this very unengaging experience where they're all steamrolling heroic bosses. Every, most guilds, most guilds, 
And it's just, it, it gets old it's, it, after you see them kill the same bosses like a dozen times. Because when they're doing this these heroic splits, they'll do like 40 of them. And that's just what they'll do all day for a couple of days. So, so they're rotating people in and out to do that, right? Yeah, they're rotating players in and out and trying to funnel the ideal gear to the right players. They are, the biggest guilds will also, you know, pay not real money, in-game gold. They'll pay people to come into those raids, and it's like people who can, you know, they 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 just want warm bodies who can pass on loot, mm-hmm. so that we, they can funnel the loot to the to their players who need it. Uh, so we had a couple days where it's you've got our our big names here are uh, Echo, Liquid, and Method, and uh, we had a couple of days where no one is doing anything but heroic splits and. Uh, but, you know, one of the interesting things is you see kind of smaller guilds, guilds that maybe don't do this in like a professional capacity where you go and you sit down to your computer and wait all day for two weeks. Um, you see them jumping in and we actually saw instant dollars get world first on Igira, on Vol- Volcross, on Council of Dreams, on Laradar, and on Nymu, Nymu, Nymun, Nymu. They just Nimue? is it Nimue? N I M U E. In N Y M U E. That's it's yeah. Nimue. So, uh, so yes, we saw instant dollars come in and really sweep through. You know, two thirds of the raid before, uh, before Liquid, before Echo, before Method even got started. Uh, and it was, it was, it's been fun to watch, but. When Liquid started on the raid, they just they just ran through everything. They just ran through everything up until Smolderon, who is uh, the seventh, yeah, the seventh boss. They just steamrolled it. You saw them go through most of the raid in an afternoon until they hit Smolderon. But even Smolderon wasn't a huge uh, a huge speed bump. They got sm- Liquid got world first on Smolderon in fifty six pulls. Which uh, I love. I love when uh, an encounter goes this way. It was the Smolderon kill. Everyone was dead except for a paladin and divine shield. That's the best kind of kill. That's so satisfying. I love it. Uh, and as of the time of this recording, everyone is working on yeah, the big guilds. That's again, Liquid, Echo, and Method are working on Tendril, Sage, Swift. And uh, Liquid has them down to just under 19%. Echo, 26%. Method, 49%. Uh, by the time you listen to this, if you aren't listening live, that's going to be completely different. But uh, we're, we're really just starting to get into the race part where they're hitting bosses that are a big challenge. And uh, you can actually, you know, watch them work on progression. Uh, what I'm really curious, though, the, the guild you were just talking about that had gotten like a bunch of the world firsts because nobody else instant dollars. Yeah. Are they still in it at all? Or are they pretty much back, back a couple bosses? Um, I mean, I think they're also on, um, I'm actually not sure they've killed Smolderon yet. I think they have killed Smolderon, but, uh, they're just, they're just not in that top three. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm not necessarily rooting for them to win it because this is not actually a Disney movie about, you know, World of Warcraft uh, guilds rating. But I do love the idea that they they basically just showed up and nobody knew who they were. And they're like, you know, I, they got like four or five world, world first kills in this raid. That's pretty great. Um, 
I do, I do need to correct this. They, they aren't a no-name guild, but they're not, and they no, usually no. show up a little bit in World First, but they aren't, you know, they aren't the top three. Well, they have to be. They have to be at least a, a, a mythic rating guild to, uh, get, yeah, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to do this, whether or not. But I still like the idea that instead of the ones that have like the huge marketing deals, it was just this mm-hmm. group of people yeah, who are just you know yeah. not as well known. I just like it. It's it's fun. That's that's uh, one of the, the most I, heartwarming stories I've seen since that one I saw the other day of the bat rescue that you know had a bat show up after they rescued it and leave them presents, uh, left them berries. I'm sorry. It was a heartwarming bat. <laughs> and it's a very heartwarming, a very heartwarming bat story. Sorry, uh, I've been reading a lot of like I've been re- going to a lot of sites with like you know heartwarming animal stories because it, it's been a stressful while for us. So yeah, that's has. what I've been doing to relieve myself. Nothing's going to top the squirrel that literally leaves a cookie for the woman that feeds it. She went and stole cookies for her. She's been stealing cookies from somebody else and bringing them to her. And it's like, how does the squirrel even know we like cookies? But you know. <laughs> I think they like this. Anyway, to get back to world first, so we're what are, we're up to like how many are left? How many bosses are left? Uh, there are just two bosses: Tendril, Sage Swift, and Fry Fyrak. Wow, I headed into that wrong. Um, so oh, so yeah, yeah. the the big guilds are working on Tendril, Sage Swift, or T Swift, as everyone seems to be calling him, and uh, it's it's getting pretty close there. So. Are, are we under the assumption that Tendril is going to be another one of those, like, next to the raid boss who, like, I, I don't want to say pulls an Anduin, but I'm gonna, <laughs> who pulls an Anduin um, and is, like, you know, takes, acts like a real roadblock, or are we think he, he has the potential. The fight, the fight itself yeah. can, can go sideways really quickly, and the fact that you do have to travel... Uh, between three platforms, essentially, and your intermissions are, are dragon riding. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get hit with any sort of random nastiness like disconnects or lag, and they're more likely to happen during those transitions. Although people in the world first race, generally speaking, are, are in a position where that they try to minimize it as much as possible. But the fight isn't necessarily easy. Um, I mean, on normal, it was okay. I, I'm not looking forward to it on heroic. I can't imagine how brutal it is on mythic. And uh, Liquid has already done 398 pulls on Tendril Sage Swift. So yeah, that tracks. A, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, there's just there's so much damage happening all the time in that fight too. And and of course, during in patch 10.2, they really Blizzard did a big pass on healers and reduced overall healing numbers and reduced raid cooldown power and uh, increased mana usage and decreased mana cooldowns. So and mana regen, mana regen's lucky. nerfed into the yeah. ground too. Don't forget that. Yeah, I so sure have it, Blizzard. <laughs> it's a tough time to be a healer, and these fights do have so much damage going out. And you really see that on the mythic level, just how much damage these guys are taking. And wow, I, I'm glad I'm not a healer at this level because this is this is rough. Super rough. Yeah, I I can't imagine. I, I would probably be going out of my gourd. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little too much for me personally, but it is fun to watch them do it. They can they can suffer for me. All right. Um well, since we're not, we just talked about the Amateur Sill uh, World First race, we can talk about other stuff involving patch 10.2 now. For instance, uh, two things that I mentioned. Oh, you know what? We're going to do the thing that you mentioned in in chat, Liz. Talk about the uh, okay. Mother's Gift for Diablo 4. So that's the XP bonus, right? 
Uh, yes, yes, it is. Mother's Blessing is going to be available through November 27th. So that's, you, you get a full week of it. Uh, but if you're, if you're listening to this later, then you may get a little less. November 7th, you've got all of the Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. to play as much Diablo as you want. There is a 35% gold and experience buff that you can get it on any character at any level. And uh, I don't know if y'all have been playing much Diablo this season during season two, but leveling is a heck of a lot faster, just baseline. Mm -hmm. And with an extra 35% experience, I think it's going to be pretty easy to blaze through those levels. I have not yet gotten a single character to level 100 because, you know, I played after the game was released and then I played in season one on a new character and neither of those characters got to level 100. I'm now working on a season two character, which is only in the fifties. And so can I get to, I think I, I think this is the time I think I can get character to level 100 and uh, I'm going to, it's, it's a real hard call whether I'm going to really work on this this week or whether I'm going to be distracted by uh, Baldur's Gate three, but I want to put in some Diablo time and really make the most of this. And uh, one good thing about hitting level 100, you can try the Abattoir of Zir, which opens on December 5th. That's a level 100 kind of ultimate grueling challenge uh, that's just for season two, I believe. So uh, get up there, get up there to level 100, and then you can do something really, really terrible and punishing. If that's if that sounds fun to you, then that would explain why you play Diablo. Um, <laughs> it is not exactly a game full of happy, shiny bunnies. And if they are ever mm. in the game, they get murdered. Uh, but yeah. anyway, that, so there's that this weekend, uh, starting on the 27th, which I believe is... No, that's no, it, actually, you said 27th, I thought. It lasts until the 27th. It's live right now okay. until the 27th. So you can be doing it right now, if you want, guys. Mm -hmm. All right. That's cool to know. Um, we also, going back to WoW for a bit, uh, you've got the Grotto Netherwing is now available uh, as part of the quests that Rathion and uh, oh god I can't remember her name the the Viranoth, uh the quests that Rathion and Viranoth give us in patch 10.2 uh, as part of that quest chain you can now get the Grotto Netherwing um, mount that was av was originally available on the uh, trading post if you don't have it already you can now get it um, so that's cool and you can also get the Illidari Doomhawk from the anniversary vendor. Uh, these are these are both mounts that have existed in the past and weren't currently available that are now back. Uh, you can pick them both up. Uh, one of them you just have to do some quests, and the other you basically have to go kill uh, the anniversary event. I think it's Doom uh, Doomwalker that you have to yeah. kill. Yeah, you go kill Doomhawker and Doomwalk Doomhawker. Go kill Doomhawker. <laughs> uh, go kill Doomwalker, and you can get the currency you need to buy uh, Illidari Doomhawk, which is basically a big fell bird. So. You, you know, you have just reminded me. I don't think we mentioned that the World of Warcraft anniversary event is now live. In yeah, World we didn't. And, the, and, the game, wow. It's been a week, guys. It's been a week. And yep. it's, it's only Tuesday for us in the time space we're recording this. Uh, World of Warcraft is 19 years old. And saying that is difficult because I feel like my body is crumbling to dust. But... <laughs> it can vote. And it legally <laughs> drinks on occasion. Uh but it will be so, drinking legally in less than two years. So yeah. Um, Although I live in Canada, so it's actually I don't think this one. 
It is kind of it's kind of the same old, same old. But if you log on right now, you can get a 19% reputation and experience buff. So that's not as much as in Diablo right now, but that's still that's still pretty good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, it, it is good. It is, you know, plus it's the 19th anniversary. You really don't, you don't want to miss the 19th anniversary because then when you do the 20th, you're going to feel weird if you have a gap <laughs> just the, the, the previous yeah, year. A single year, a single yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I logged in knowing full well that I would be doing the anniversary. Uh, and I believe that is live until December 7th. So you have you have some time. Yeah, you have until my birthday. Uh-huh. So that'll be my birthday present, I guess. Getting to play World of Warcraft. Hmm. I do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not really much of a birthday present. But anyway. Um, so yeah, both of those things are there. Uh, since we were talking about uh, Mythic World first, it's probably a decent time to mention that in addition to them dropping that much earlier, they've also increased both the, they've made it drop, they've made Raid Finder start earlier, and they've accelerated the release schedules, because we Wing 2 is already available this week. Which is fantastic. That's really fast. Yeah. yeah. That, that's literally I, what I'm doing after we're done with the podcast with both my tunes. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Um, and I think that the next one is two weeks from now, and then the I, last one is a week after that. I'm not sure, because I don't know if it has three or four wings on in Raid Finder. I think there's going to be four wings. So I think the like one of them is just going to be Firak. Probably. I think it's probably like going to be next week we get the next wing, and then Firak will be two weeks from that because usually the the last boss the gear is gear is better. There's all you know all sorts of reasons why you want to make people wait. So, but this is still the fastest Raid Finder release we've had in quite some time. Uh, I can't remember like Raid Finder always opened staggered, didn't it? Or did it the first time? Did it because the first Raid Finder, as far as I remember, was in Cataclysm. It was always staggered, and then there was always a, a wait between the wings, like uh, a two-week cooldown at the very minimum. Yeah. Man, I just realized that Cataclysm was like a full decade and then change. Uh-huh. And, and Uh-huh. You know. hmm So, yeah. Um, isn't also, like, this week coming, not this week, but next week, we're going to get WoW Classic uh, Season of Discovery. Isn't that on the 30th? So it's On next- November 30th. Uh, let me jump back into Amirdrasil. Uh, okay. We do get another wing on the 28th okay. and the last wing on December 12th. So, so yeah, two wings like, to go 28th and the 12th. So the 28th is, is literally next week. It's next Tuesday. Um, Crazy how that happens. Yeah. So that'll be, we'll be podcasting, unfortunately for us. And we want to go, uh, but then there'll be another one. Like, yeah, there'll be another one literally two weeks. The 12th is two weeks from then. 
So that's also when Diablo Four is going to get its its winter holiday, which yeah. as I believe I said I believe I described it as bedazzled with skulls. Because um, <laughs> again, even they at BlizzCon, that's what they were all the all they were talking about was all the skulls. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be be you know a skulltastic time, uh, but that's happening right around the same time. I think it's the eleventh or the twelfth. I um, think it's the 12th. So yeah, we're getting that. Uh, we're getting uh, the last raid finder ring. Uh, it's going to be a busy holiday season for, for with blizzard. Um, I don't know if dropping the raid when they did was the best for their state of mental health, but you know, they're going uh, to be working. Yeah. Because it looks right now, like the raid may last through Thanksgiving, through Thanksgiving in the U S which is this Thursday. It is Tuesday as we are recording this, and uh, there are still two bosses to go. Two bosses. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I just like, two bosses. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't have anything <laughs> to add. My brain was just going, two bosses. <laughs> brain, not now. Please. Please, brain. But yeah, so yeah, we, we might actually, we don't know when they're going to get the, the bosses down. Sometimes the bosses take forever to get down. Sometimes they go down much faster than you expect. It, it's, who knows? But definitely could be still up by Thanksgiving. There's absolutely no reason it might not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of what else do we have to talk about? Uh, I think we covered the thing that you mentioned. Yeah, I, I think we've covered everything, except for the yeah. fact that I I blanked on the Warcraft's anniversary. It's only oh, been all, 19 years. We all did. My, I, you know, <laughs> My brain is 19 years older. It's just, you can't expect me to remember all this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, also, it's jam-packed full of, you know, things. Things. My work. My work. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I think we're going to move on to do some questions. Uh, we've got a few this week. Um, I wanted to really quick mention that if one of the cool things about being a Patreon subscriber, and yeah, I know, but we really do need to get more, um, is that you get to have your questions answered on this podcast and, and Lore Watch too uh, first we, we look at your questions first. There's a special patrons channel for that. Uh, we do look at others as well, but but we do look at patrons first yeah, because that I, is a, it's, it's a nice way to, for us to say thank you. I do want to stress that you don't have to pay us in order to get us to answer questions. Just uh, you know, ask us to ask us questions. We are always eager to have them. Absolutely. Um, this question also can we have a giant question? There's an email from our old friend uh, Razorbug. Unless you're Joe. Uh, apparently Joe doesn't have to call him Razorbug. Uh, For me, it's Razorbug, like Dinkelberg from the Fairly Odd, Fairly Odd Parents. But anyway, so if you have a question for us, uh, the ways to reach us are you can send it to us via email at podcast at blizzardwatch.com uh, with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch so we know it's for this show and not, say, Lore Watch or Tavern Talk or any of the other times. You know, who knows? By, by next year, we could have 17 podcasts. I have no idea. Uh, but <laughs> You can also go to our Discord, and again, if you're a patron, you can go to the uh, Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel and ask a question there. And if you are not a patron, you still want to ask us a question. We do still have a channel just for anybody to use. Uh, that's the Q and Podcast Questions channel, and you can absolutely use both. And often, if you leave a question for the Q, I steal it for the podcast, even though it's been answered in the Q, because <laughs> I just don't care and I want to talk about it. Um, I am that kind of person. Uh, but Can't confirm. Because, yeah. We've got three here. Uh, one of them is enormous, and one of them is three parts. So I'm going to, I'm going to read so that these guys can react first, uh, because you've had a lot of me talking tonight, and I, I, I've got a whole thing full of liquid here. I'll be ingesting. So, uh, first up is from Randomly Rantings. Uh, he's got, uh, he or she has Jamie in parentheses, and I, I don't could know. Could be Jaime. It could be, but I can't say that. 
Like if I try saying it and I end up saying hi, see, I just did it. <laughs> I, I, I'm very bad with, with like with any pronunciations. So question for the podcast as a person who has played wow, since Illidan decided to change careers and decided to babysit Sargeras, what would be helpful to know for someone to jump back in? I'm not sure if you mean someone who hasn't played wow since then. I, I, or... I think it has to be hasn't. Yeah. yeah, but regardless, I'm going to let these two go because they're both really knowledgeable on this subject, I hope, because I'm not. So, uh, sure. Um, Liz. Uh, you just throw this stuff at me? Well, uh, so in the latest expansion, Dragonflight, we have gone back to the Dragon Isles. I, I think this is a great expansion to jump back in on because it's kind of it's kind of the start of a new chapter of World of Warcraft. And, uh, you know, we're all going off to the Dragon Isles together and exploring this new place and uh, dealing with some dragon politics. And also, we're helping some dragons. We're murdering some dragons. There's uh, there's there's a lot of dragons happening here. Just dragons everywhere. The big thing that you're going to have to get used to is uh, talent trees. Talent trees have gone crazy. They have gone back to kind of that old vanilla style talent trees where you have these huge multi-option uh, branched paths you can follow. There's a lot of choices. So if, you, if you're if you logging in for the first time in a while, that's going to be what's going to throw you because the talent system has radically changed. Uh, I will say that there's kind of a starter talent build it gives you, just baseline so you don't have to go and make through, make, what, 30 choices, 40 choices all at once, figuring all that out. You can just jump in and start playing, but you're you're probably going to want to tinker with that because there's a lot of customization in there. You can kind of choose to go this way or that way with a lot more depth than you could before. So that's that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to throw you if you've been away from the game for a while. I happen to like it a lot, but uh, it's it's a big it's a big headache <laughs> if you're just jumping in and you just want to jump into the game and play. It can be a big headache. So. If you're coming back, I would say go in, take a glance at those talent trees, but just go with whatever the starter build is and, you know, play around, get a feel for it before you start trying to min-max or customize because, you know, you're here to play the game. And I think you can jump in and play the game, but you, you may not be 100% optimized. Just go for it. Have fun. Uh, professions have changed quite a bit. That's another oh, thing to be yeah, aware of. True. Uh, so the, in an effort to make professions more involved and to allow for players to provide more services to other players, uh, instead of just throwing things up blindly on the auction house, uh, there's brand new interfaces available, uh, as well as, uh, a brand new system in order to request, uh, you know, items being crafted from other players, whether they're in your, your guild, your friends or, or, uh, otherwise out there in the public, uh, and it means that you can actually go and have potentially an easier time seeking specific things getting made for you. Um, but it is wildly different and you will need to be aware of it. Some of the higher level crafting requires you to be at a specific location and using something like if you're a jewel crafter, you will be spending a good chunk of time at your jewel crafting bench inside of the main city. Um, I just spent like 15 minutes doing this before the podcast. So this is why it's fresh <laughs> on my mind and it's not a bad thing. It's actually, I was very worried about it at first, but I do actually really like it, but it is a lot to wrap your head around. So plan on spending some time 
getting reacquainted with everything that is crafting. I would add in there that the work order system by which you can go and request someone craft something for you is pretty amazing. You can go instead of, you know, trying to hunt things down on the auction house, including things that maybe bind on pickup that you usually can't even get at the auction house. You can go and put in a crafting order and say, hey, I need this thing. Here are the materials. Someone make it for me. And someone will someone will just make it for you. And then you have it. It is a great way to get geared up, though. Some of the rarer patterns can still be hard to find. But it, that I really found that was a super game changer in getting geared up because you could just go and be like, hey, someone make me a shield. You know, make me this really powerful BOP shield. And it's like, someone will do it. It's great. Yeah. I'm literally about to do that with a pair of boots after this podcast with one of my guildies. <laughs> okay. I think that you guys pretty much answered this qu- that question. Um, I'm going to add that there's a lot more accessibility options than there used to be. Uh, there's stuff for motion blind, motion sickness, color blindness, um, difficulty, just plain old seeing. Uh, there's more. There's actually like a speech to text option for some things. Uh, there, there's there is a lot more accessibility in this expansion than there ever has been in World War. Yeah. Yep. And and it's I mean I I don't think they're done. I think there is probably more to do, but I do like it. There's also stuff like one one example is certain fights have been they've been given modes so you can literally turn off a feature that is just too much for you to process. Uh one that comes to mind is when when the cataclysm dungeons come up is in Mythic Plus, uh you may end up going back to uh I want to say Iron Docks. Yeah. Uh, the one with the train. Uh, there's a there's the the Iron Docks. I, Iron Grim. Uh, there's Iron Grim. Right, what is it? Iron Grim Rail. It's Grim, Grim Rail. Rail. Grim Rail yeah. Railroad. Yeah. When you're on Grim Rail, uh, you there's a fight where you're literally on the train as it's moving outside. There's and so stuff is whipping past you. It can be really hard if you're if you get motion sickness. Uh, I say this from experience because I tried. I remember tanking that thing uh, and just having to like. I had to pretend I was tanking uh, in Tempest Keep back in the day and I had to point my camera to the ground so that all the spell effects wouldn't make my computer die. Except in this case, it was me pointing my camera to the ground so that all the motion effects wouldn't make me die because I get motion sick. And I just was like, I can't. Oh, God, gonna, gonna, gonna hurl. And they took that out. Like you, Well, they didn't take it out. You can turn it off for mm-hmm. your character. Um, it looks a little odd. You're standing on a train that nothing is happening, but at least it doesn't make you want to like lose your lunch. And I think that stuff like that, and we've seen more of it as this expansion has gone on, has been really, really welcome. It's really a, gr- a great time. Also, I just found this one out today. If you are logging into WoW on a character who hasn't played in a while, they will offer you, uh, they, they're like, you want your quest logs cleaned out and, and new equipment given to you? And if Amazing. you say yes, they will just do it. They, you, you say yes, mm-hmm. they they tell you what spec to pick. You, can, you have three specs, like pick one that you want, and you can pick whichever one you want, and then you get gear that's the, to the, it, your level. It will take a couple of minutes when you tell the game to do it. Um, yes. It's it's not absolutely instantaneous, so be prepared to take an extra minute or two uh, You know, to go make that option and walk away and come back after a couple minutes and then... I think the one I last character I did that on it took I think fifteen twenty minutes for everything to to settle down. I did it, I did it today uh, on a character and it took me like three minutes. 
Yeah, it might depend on the load happening at yeah. that time too. Yeah, I think it is definitely dependent on that, but it is and, there, and it's really helpful if you like you if you stopped playing, say, back in the Burning Crusade. We've had like a character squish since then. You know, like le- we we had a level squish. You were you were at level seventy. The highest level in the game is currently level seventy. Yeah. So you will not and, be level seventy when you log in. So yeah, and the other thing too, speaking of accessibility, and I don't want to like dwell on this too long because uh, I think Matt covered most of it. There is also accessibility in quests as well, where not just turning off options from fights, but some people have a very difficult time with dragon riding, uh, especially in Emerald Dream. Dragon riding with you, the quests that come up that have like you need to be on your dragon riding mount. Uh, it says. You can just click here and we'll fly you around and do the thing. And you can just click the button while you go and not have to worry about it, which is a really, really nice touch. So I think that it, it's good. They're paying way more attention to accessibility than they ever have before. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a nice thing to know and to be aware of. So you can make the, the maximum use of it because if you don't know it's there, then you can't necessarily. Uh, but I think that pretty much covers some basics. Uh, yeah. we, could, we could basically do a whole show about this, but, you know, I feel like that gets. <laughs> well, if we're going to uh, do so that, I'm going to get one. I know somebody who's an accessibility expert and I will have them on the show as a guest. Cool. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next one, which is from Crow. Uh, who, Hi, Crow. Who used to write stuff for us, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, Crow asked three questions. It's a three-parter. Um, this was originally intended for the queue, and I think uh, Ann, uh, Annabelle wrote an answer to one part of this, but we're, you know, we're going to do all three. Uh, first one, with the notion of a bullet heaven like vampire survivors turning into a game mode within WoW, what other games do you want to see pop up? Uh, so I'm going to throw this around to you guys. I'm going to go to Joe first this time because I threw it at Liz last time. So, Joe? Dance Dance Revolution or uh, <laughs> or Crypto the Necro Dancer slash Cadence of Hyrule. I am so in love with that with rhythm style gameplay. I want rhythms. I I would be so happy. I know it's not for everybody, and we just got done talking about accessibility. But if I could hook up my USB dance pad to my computer and do something in WoW with it, I would be absolutely giddy. All right, that's my answer. Okay. Are Liz? are we talking about the return of the dance studio? Is that what we're saying here? Oh, if if if, if we had the return of the dance <laughs> studio and I could put my dance pad up to the computer and just be rocking out as my little dwarf self in game, I'd be so happy. What about you, Liz? I, Liz? I, I unfortunately do not have an answer for this. I don't I just I thought about this and I'm like, I I my brain isn't going anywhere. So I I'm just gonna leave it to y'all. I like Joe's idea. <laughs> Matt, what about you? Well, I would have said an auto battler, but they tried that and didn't really work the way we wanted it to. <laughs> um, and they kind of did like a, 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 you know, Torghast was sort of their roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say a role-playing game. <laughs> wait, didn't, not we, wait didn't, didn't we get that though in the, the court of, uh, court of stars? Not really. No. The murder I, mystery. I would, thing? I would say that the court of stars had, it had elements, Okay, but it felt, it felt more like a narrative game. Uh, and that's a difference. There's different things, which um, for sure. I I just I really would like to see you know. And and here's the thing. I kind of think we are sort of getting it because we're getting like delves and the world. You know, the world exploring can be played completely solo type of gameplay. That's like open world RPGs. That's what that is. That's like you can now play WoW like an open world RPG. You can play it like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or you know, you name the open world RPG of your choice. You can play it like Skyrim. You can play it like whatever. That is it. That's a distinctive play style. 
that you really only get in open world RPGs and now mm-hmm. in WoW. And I know other MMOs have something similar. Um, for example, uh, the Elder Scrolls is getting, they have their like infinity mode or something. I can't remember what its name, but I've seen the ads for it. Uh, they basically do an endless dungeon thing where you can go in by yourself and just it just never ends. You just keep going until you die. Uh, that, that's what it is. Um, Delves aren't that, but I know that there's. Uh, I know Final Fantasy has similar mechanics in their MMO as well. I just I'm really interested in seeing if the delves are just presented as as endless loot crawls, hmm. or if there's story to them other than you know we know we're going to be helping like somebody as our like they're going to be like our our NPC buddy as we go through. I think Bran Bronzebeard was the guy they mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, mean, not, so, not know, the guy. Not the guy I'd first look for, but at least he's not <laughs> going to be constantly telling me about the wound. So I'm at least okay with that. But that, that's something I want to see if that ends up being what I'm talking about. Because I would hmm. love to see more actual RP elements in World of Warcraft. Um, the thing about massively multiplayer online role playing games is they often they have very little of role playing to them, and even when they do have it, it's often like a lot of it is in raids and stuff. And I mean, I've I've gone from a guy who got like server firsts fairly frequently to a guy who was raiding mythic to a guy who barely gets to raid at all, uh, partially because I'm blind and partially just because of time. Uh, I just don't have the time. And that's I love the story in these games. I'd love to see new ways of it, to, new ways to get it put in. And if the delves can do that, I'm super for it. Uh, so that's the yeah, that's what I'm gonna. That's my answer for this one. Y'all ready for part two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Uh, I, I'm not going to read them in a funny voice because I don't want to. Um, you are given carte blanche to add a new hero to Heroes of the Storm. Is it from another Blizzard game, a Nexus original like Orfea or Akira, or are we going to Super Smash Brothers and pulling in some someone from a whole different game studio? Uh, I guess the son Liz. I, I would really like to see more Blizzard characters because there, there are a lot of characters that didn't get a chance to be in Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I mean, Lilith is an easy one to talk about now since she showed up with a big role in Diablo 4. And that was that all kind of happened after Heroes of the Storm sort of died down. Uh, I think Blizzard has so many characters that you can keep building out this universe and you can build out, you know, weird little alternates for everyone where it's like, okay, it's Lilith, but now she's a space marine. You know, I that's one of the things I loved about Heroes of the Storm is kind of all the crazy little side stories you found in it through skins. Mm-hmm. So I just think that there's just so much room to 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 expand here. Just staying within Blizzard games, I think that's that's great. You've got lots of material, lots of things people would like to play. Um, also, kind of kind of a side note, we got a pretty big Heroes of the Storm patch last week. <laughs> Which uh, Corey's reading a lot into this and thinks maybe Heroes of the Storm is coming back. Maybe we're going to get more Heroes of the Storm. I would be very happy if that was the case. Not gonna, not gonna lie. I, I know Corey. Corey's really looking forward to it. So I, I, I hope it will happen to make y'all happy because bringing joy to the world—that is what we want. We want more joy in the world. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's it. I really would would have liked to have seen more original characters in the Nexus. Orphea was a really cool idea, and the idea that it was tied to the Nexus and that the Nexus was its own thing. Because originally, when it was announced, it was essentially Dota. And then it was 
uh, its own thing where it was Heroes of the Storm, but it was like these heroes are coming from their respective worlds where these games are still going on and they understand what's going on in their game worlds and also in the Nexus. It's this sort of in-between place. And then the Nexus evolved into its own thing. Like it, it was its own like universe and its own variant of everything that fell into it. And I really liked that idea. And when Orphea released, Orphea was a really cool design like choice. I, I like MOBAs. I like MOBAs a lot. Um, I thought Heroes of the Storm fit a really important niche in the MOBA environment. MOBAs tend to be very daunting for new players, um, mostly because items and itemization is such a huge part of it. And because you're earning gold while you're doing things like in League of Legends or Smite or any of this stuff, you're earning currency to then spend on resources and convert them into items to make yourself more powerful. If you buy the wrong item, you kind of mess your build up. What Heroes of the Storm did is it gave you the option of here are just talents. Everything else, you don't have to worry about gear. Here's your character. Go have fun. Here are your abilities. You may get a choice between two different R's or, or ultimates. Uh, it may change what some of your abilities do. But overall, your character didn't feel useless. And no other MOBA really has that. You can you can royally mess up your characters. Um and then Orphea came along and showed what you could do when you played with that design space with an original character that wasn't tied to anything else. And one thing that I think is, is really interesting. And I haven't really heard a lot of people mention this and maybe Corey did. And I, I missed this. And if he, Corey, if you did, I apologize. If you didn't, I'm going to say shame on you. Um, the healing of evokers started in heroes of the storm. Like when you got, uh, Alex Straza, like with her healing, that's evoker healing. That's where those abilities started. Mm. And like, because they were playing with the idea of what does it mean to be a healer? What does it mean to, you know, be a hybrid? And they were toying with the idea. And then years later, here we have an expansion about dragons where evokers would not have existed. Had they not done that in heroes of the storm. So, mm. and I, and I will say that their version of Alex Straza is arguably an original character because of that. Versus like Uther, where it was just like, yep, I'm a paladin. I throw light around. And it's like very, very much things that you would have expected to see in Warcraft 3 from him or in World of Warcraft from him versus that. But yeah, more more original characters would have been absolutely fantastic. And if we do get a resurgence with Heroes of the Storm getting a second chance at life, which I really I, one of these days, it'll like I, I don't know that it'll ever happen. But my, my heart, I'm going to light the candle. I'm going to pray a little bit and. Maybe it'll happen, but maybe we'll get some more original characters someday. But yeah, sorry. That was a whole lot of talking because I'm you got my hopes up. This this the <laughs> big original patch, I'm right there with you reading into it, Corey. Well, I I mean the interesting thing about the patch was it was like adjusting the listed difficulty levels of different heroes. And uh, you know, why why would you bother doing this on a game that's that's not going to have some continuation? Why would you change the listed not difficulty only- level playing a hero is? Because you're going to probably put it in some place where new eyes are going to get a hold of it, such as, I don't know, Game Pass. Hmm. Hmm. Just throwing it out there. Interesting thought. Well, yeah. <laughs> Matt, what about you? I mean, this question immediately made me think of Multiverses. The uh, Warner throwing everything in the kitchen sink game. There's a sequel to it now, or they, yeah. where they've expanded even further, Multiverses 2. <clears throat> and... I always felt like multiverses had more potential than it was even showing. Like it, in much the same way that super smash brothers is kind of its own cottage industry at this point. But 
obviously Heroes wasn't that kind of gameplay. Heroes was pretty standard MOBA gameplay. Not standard, but if you've played a MOBA, you would recognize Heroes. You would know how to play it. And if you haven't played a MOBA, it's not hard to pick up. Like I, I went into to Heroes having never played a MOBA in my life. And the next thing I know, I'm enjoying Malfurion, which is like, I'm enjoying <laughs> Malfurion. Sounds like such a strange thing to say, but it's true. I liked playing Malfurion in Heroes because his healing style was really aggressive. Um, he was very much, he was, he was kind of the ultimate distillation of Druid healing, where he was just like, he was healing everything with hots all the time. And he, he was very active and I, and I had, I had fun playing him. Um, so I, I wouldn't be against seeing them pulling a Smash Brothers in terms of who can be in it. I wouldn't just pull one dude, though. I'd literally say, don't bring it back as Heroes of the Storm. Bring it back as, like, Microsoft All-Stars or something. And just start pulling in characters from every game studio they have. The Doom Marine. Master <laughs> Chief. Uh, the, the, you know, people from Prey. You know, the, the globby monster, the Typhon from Prey. Uh... You know, both of the protagonists of Dishonored, uh, just the Wolfenstein, you know, Alan I Wake, mean, Alan Wake. Yes. Alan Wake and no. his flashlight because Alan Wake 2 just came out and that's <laughs> on my, that's one of the other games that I recently purchased. Anyway, but that's like, but think about it in terms of like one of my favorite fighting games was always Marvel versus Capcom yeah. or, you know, mm. X-Men versus Capcom before that. And it's because it's goofy, like Phoenix Wright is fighting Deadpool. In any sane universe, this is not a fact that lasts very long. Uh, but I like that you know Phoenix Wright can literally sit there and just hit you with objections, and you're like, ah, you know, I I, I just I would like to see something like that. I would think it was fun uh, to see something. But if I have to pick one character that I'm going to bring in, just one hero, uh, it would be Anduin Lothar. Of course, because we've literally haven't gotten to see Anduin Lothar actually do anything. <laughs> since warcraft 2 the guy's been dead forever and not even when we went to the land of the dead we didn't even get to see him there like i was like i cannot believe you're putting all these warriors in this place and andrew lothar is not here like it's like when they did the, the the legion warrior hall and there were no warriors there but you you know and of course other players but there were no <laughs> no no famous lore heroes warriors were there meanwhile Go to the Paladin Hall. Go to the Death Knight Hall. Go to the Mage Hall. Go to the the Hunter Hall. You can you're tripping over famous people of those classes. Like you couldn't like you couldn't put two people in here. And I got so, Magatha. Yeah. Now well, you also got other people though, man. There were like lots of like Nobundo was there, dude. Nobundo is cool, but also Magatha. Anyway, <laughs> quite frankly, I think Magatha's great. Um, I mean, she's evil, but you know, yay, she's evil in a fun way. Um, regardless, though, uh. Yeah, it would be anyone love. That would be my answer to that. Uh, there's one more question here. I don't know how much time we have. We uh, we are pretty much at time, so if we want to finish up the last part of it. Yeah, I'm going to finish up the last part because my answer to this is real quick. Uh, the inverse of question number one, what's a concept within WoW, whether it's a narrative element, a character, a faction, a game system, whatever, would you Thanos snap uh, TM out of existence? Just completely erased. No one remembers it. Never happened. Nothing. Yeah. Even the bad stuff is part of the journey for me at this. Like even the stuff, like even the charge bug from original, you know, <laughs> vanilla world of Warcraft. I don't want it erased from history. I want to remember how angry it made me. <laughs> I want to remember my wife literally saying, wow, blizzards found a way to transfer, you know, the, the, this, the experience of being completely consumed by rage straight to the player. 
And, and I would be like, yes, it's very fun. So, yeah, no, nothing. You guys? I'm in the same camp. Like, maybe maybe going back and taking a pass at some of the uh, questionable characterizations, but that's really about it. Like, everything else, though, I would, yeah, I, I, I would keep. I wouldn't erase those because I don't want people to forget them. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, there are some that I would possibly, if I could nudge them away from them yeah i i I think i'd probably do some nudging yeah liz well i have i have a serious one and a less serious one my serious one is faction divide i know it's the this is the war in warcraft horde versus alliance ah but you know warcraft world of warcraft is 19 years old and it has spent 19 years making it difficult for me to play with my friends you know, you had to be on the correct server. You had to be the correct faction. And they've expanded that slowly over time. You know, okay, servers, uh, you had uh, connected realms, so you could be on different realms, but still be in a guild. Now we have cross-faction guilds. In the War Within, we're going to have cross-server guilds. So basically, we're we're removing all restrictions, almost all restrictions, so you could just be in a guild but if i could go back 19 years ago i would just say but what if we could just play with our friends it's a massively multiplayer game what if we could just play with our friends because we want to play with our friends and have fun yeah i i would be i would be very happy with that i i don't have that power but i would be i would be very happy i'm happy it's coming at least um my my less serious answer is uh new orgrimmar I could be I could do without that. <laughs> it's still it you know, at this point, new Orgrimmar has been Orgrimmar for longer than old Ar- Orgrimmar was Orgrimmar, but I still call it new Orgrimmar and I don't like it. I'm that crotchety old woman and I'm upset with change, even though this change is now like a decade old. I'm I, sorry, I, but it's, it's starting to lose all meaning the word Orgrimmar. <laughs> Orgrimmar. 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 <laughs> But, you know, I, I understand you. That, that makes sense to me. Mm, that's all I got. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, Crow, you're entertained by our attempting to answer your questions. Uh, I think at this point we're going to be going. So first Joe is going to step in and then Liz is going to do a little reminder. And then finally we will. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast sighting community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy ex- well, wow, exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance of having your question answered on our podcast with the queue, and an ad-free site experience. My cat bit me in the middle of saying that. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Liz? Uh, we want to thank all of you who have supported us on Patreon over the past couple of weeks. And uh, everyone who's increased their pledges on Patreon, you guys mean so much to us. We appreciate your support. It's what lets us continue making the site and making this podcast. So if you can, we really appreciate the, uh, that support. If you, if you can't, that's okay. You know, uh, we're glad you're here listening. We're glad you're here reading. Share the podcast with a friend. And uh, thanks. All right. Yes. Thank you guys very, very much. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast on behalf of myself, Liz, and Joe, who are both awesome people. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. Uh, we will be back next week. Thanks to you. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.